Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, my friend? You are listening to the Chillpreneur Podcast, the number one place for rule-breaking entrepreneurs to learn how to build a standout personal brand and a kick-ass business without having to hustle their life away. Get ready to be inspired, have a laugh, meet some extraordinary guests, and of course, get your excitement high with some epic dancepreneur party vibes. Hello, 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 my dear sweet child. Yes, that is correct. I have officially adopted you and I'm really happy to be your mom, to be honest, because you're an incredible person. But that's not what I want to talk about today. I am recording another semi-spontaneous solo episode. Oh my God, that's literally what we're going to start calling them from now on, semi-spontaneous solo episodes. Because for the most part, every time I do sit down and record a solo episode, it is spontaneous because I've had an idea and then there's nowhere else to talk about it in a long-form content other than podcasting. Anyway, actually, why I call it a semi-spontaneous podcast is because it's something that I've been thinking about for the last couple of days. So, drum roll, I have an announcement to make. That was such a weak drum roll, but anyway, I didn't want it to, like, (laughs) burst your eardrum. I'm back vlogging. Yes, I am returning to YouTube. I want to talk a little bit about that. So, this podcast that I'm going to do today is kind of like a two-part podcast. We're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about goal setting and we're going to talk about content. Now they kind of join together, but we're going to go on a journey. So I hope you're prepared for it. Okay. So story is I have started vlogging again. I am actually in the process of recording a vlog right now. I'm going to put this podcast episode out today. The vlog will come out tomorrow. I'm really excited about it and I'm having a lot of fun with it. However, the pod, sorry, the vlog that I'm recording was just like a week in my life kind of vlog. And it was going over from the 28th of February through till the 2nd to 3rd of March. Today's the 3rd of March. And of course, I was recording on the 1st of March, which as I was recording or like as I was sitting down and kind of like introducing my day, I had that feeling of like, oh, today's the 1st of March. So what I need to be doing in this vlog is sitting down and setting some goals. So I went about my day. I did all the things that I needed to do. I ended up going to the beach. I ended up just having a really good day by myself. And then I came home and I was like, right, I'm going to sit down and set some goals now. And honestly, I sat on my beanbag in my vibe corner, which by the way, yes, I have a vibe corner in my house, if you didn't know. Um, But I sat on my beanbag in my vibe corner and I literally went into my notes app and I started writing out my goals. Now, what I wrote out was work out five days a week, take my supplements, create X amount of pieces of content. And honestly, I just got the ickiest feeling as I was writing out this list. Like I was filming myself and I just got the ickiest feeling as I was writing out this list. And honestly, I had this like, what the fuck am I doing kind of moment. You know, I was like, I feel like I have written this list out 
a thousand times. Like I honestly feel like every single month of every single year, I write out the same list. I know what I need to do. Like I know what my priorities are. I just feel like I keep writing out the same things over and over again. And sometimes I do really well at achieving them and sometimes I don't. But I started really thinking about this and I started really thinking about goal setting. Now, I personally believe, and we've actually been having a lot of discussions both here on the podcast with a few of my guests, as well as on Instagram, but I personally believe that not everyone is made for that kind of structured goal setting. I know a lot of my content at the moment is basically contradicting everything that I have ever created on the internet. And whilst it is kind of scary to a certain degree, I feel like a lot of comfort in finally telling the truth. And it's not like I'm finally telling the truth to my audience, but I'm finally telling the truth to myself. Because here's the thing, at the time when I was creating content around, you have to have goals, you have to have a morning routine, here's like this strategy, or here is me meditating, like I, it wasn't lying at the time, like I thought that that's what I needed to do, I was trying to push myself to do those things, and therefore share my experience with other people, because that's what everybody in the personal development space, and on the internet was telling me that I needed to do. But as I've grown into my own more specifically over the last, let's say, 12 months, I really started like pulling apart every single thing that I have learned about success and personal development. And I've really started to dissect all the individual things that I personally believe have gotten me to my you know, level of success that I'm at. And just to recap, yes, I've built somewhat of an audience on the internet. I've made, you know well, I don't know exactly now how much. I probably should calculate that because I feel like I see people talking all the time. Almost $2 million since I started my business, not in one year. Let's not get confused here. But almost $2 million, something like that. Again, I don't focus so much on finances. So anyway, I all this to say, I've got some level of success. And then I have been reflecting so much on like, was it the morning routine? Was it the goal setting? Was it the whatever, you know, all these different personal development things that people tell you you need to do. And honestly, when I reflect back, and this is why I'm kind of contradicting myself or pulling apart everything that other people are saying, and even things that I've said in the past, is because when I reflect back, I like, I really don't think that these were the things that got me to these levels of success. So when it comes to goal setting, the thing that I have always learned, even before I started this kind of like online personal development journey, Um, even in uni, you know, when I was back studying business, like they would always say goal setting, right? Goal setting has to be specific, measurable, attainable. No, wait, what is it? S-M-A-R-T. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely, right? What's the difference between attainable and realistic? I don't really know, to be honest. But anyway, this is kind of like the smart goals approach. Like these are the things you have to do. All this to say, when you couple this with a lot of the manifestation stuff out there, it's like, be really specific. You know, a lot of manifestation content out there tells you that you should almost be able to smell your visualization. You should be able to go into a visualization and know specifically what it's going to look like when you achieve the things that you want to achieve. You know, you have to see yourself living that life so then you can portray that now and like trick your brain into thinking that you have it so therefore then you'll attract it, right? So both goal setting in a more traditional sense 
and a lot of new manifestation content tells you that you need to be ultra, ultra specific in almost knowing exactly what the experience is going to look like when you get to where you want to go. When I reflect back, nothing looks and feels like what I thought it would. You know, nothing looks and feels like what I thought it would. When I thought about, you know, making investments in properties or when I thought about making X amount of money in my business or having an X audience size, none of it looks how I thought it would look. None of it feels how I thought it would feel. You know, I've had so many different life changes. I'm in a completely, completely different space to where I thought I would be when I started my business. I used to visualize my house that I was essentially building, but you know, I ended up selling that and moving to the beach. Like I didn't know that this is what my life was going to look like. Nor, and then a lot of people say, well, it's not exactly what it looks like. It's how it feels. Well, it doesn't actually feel how I thought it was going to feel either. Like a lot of the things I thought I would feel a lot more intensely about. Like I thought having X amount of money was going to make me feel rich. Like not to say that I'm not grateful or anything like that, but I don't feel rich in the traditional sense of what rich looks like on the internet. You know what I mean? What other people portray rich looking like and therefore hashtag feeling like, you know what I mean? So it all feels very different to what I thought it was going to be. So if it's not the specificity that got me here, if it's not the specificity of those goals that got me here, what did get me here? Like what got me to the point of having the business of my dreams, the life of my dreams, the relationship of my dreams, the the body slash health of my dreams, like what got me to this point? And honestly, this is why I have such an aversion to setting goals because for me, it wasn't writing down these specific lists. Yeah, for the most part, I had a vague, and I say vague in capital letters. I had a vague idea of where I wanted to go. But do you know the honest truth? You know, the honest truth is most of my success, I feel like I almost just ended up here by following what felt good to do in the moment. So again, yes, I had a vague idea. I still have a vague idea of what I want. I want to grow my audience. I want to host events. I want to, um, you know, grow my membership so that I could have more people in that community. I want to do merchandise. I want to create a product. I want to learn to DJ. Like I have a shit ton of things that I have a vague idea of what I want to do. How that's going to look, when it's going to happen, you know, one of the goal setting uh, parameters is timely, time specific. I don't fucking know when I'm going to be like, DJing my own events. I can't tell you that. I cannot tell you that. I'm putting the pressure on myself to put a timeline on that. It just doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for some people. Maybe some people have this kind of like inner motivation to beat themselves or this inner timeline that they've got to work towards. But I've never been a timeline person. This is why I get so anxious around the concept of like the traditional status quo relationship. We were, I was having a conversation with some friends yesterday and we were, you know, thinking about, because we're very alternative uh, as a group in terms of our thinking. And this, this whole concept of like, you meet someone, you get married, you buy a house, you have a baby, like all of these kinds of very specific timelines I've always had a problem with and they've always made me feel quite, quite, I don't know, like anxious in a sense. Um, But when it comes to goal setting as well, like saying like, I'm going to grow my membership to X amount of members by blah, 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 blah date. And then I'm going to feel this kind of way to me feels ultra, ultra restricting. 
And again, I'm only speaking from personal experience because I know there's going to be some of you in this audience who resonate with this. Maybe there are some of you who reflect back on your own journey and think about all the things that you've been able to achieve, whether it be graduating university, whether it be moving overseas, whether it be you know having some success in your business. And maybe you say, well, actually, no, for me, writing down a specific goal did work. And that's great. But I'm also giving an ultimate perspective for those who feel like they've just over and over and again written these goals out and the goals, they don't have any emotional connection to these goals. They don't feel anything towards these goals. They're almost just going through the motion of writing out these goals. And as a matter of fact, when you do reflect on any success that you've had in the past, it's it's been a very different journey. It hasn't been you breaking down this very specific goal. Maybe it has been you following your intuition more. Or for me, like it has been, if I just really, really think about it, I have just been going in that vague direction. So I know the direction vaguely. I I picture it almost like a road trip, right? I vaguely know the direction of which I want to go in. That direction absolutely can change at any moment because I am a very spontaneous person. But I vaguely know the direction that I want to go in. And I'm just leaving the rest up to like, what feels good, you know, following, yeah, learning from other people and, and putting the pieces of the puzzle together through things that I'm experiencing myself and, you know, going in somewhat of a direction strategically. But also it's like me just following what feels good and having that kind of like inner trust that it's ultimately going to get me to that result. And sometimes I haven't even focused on the result at all. So in business, to some degree, yes, I focus on the result. Like I know, let's break it down. One of my biggest goals at the moment is to grow my membership, which if you're not a part of the membership, you should definitely, definitely come join us because holy shit, there is going to be some big, big things happening with this membership (coughs) event. Um, But anyway, there's going to be some big things happening because my number one priority with this membership is bringing people together, building connections, building friendships, and obviously teaching you how to grow an audience in a business. But like I'm prioritizing the community side of it and the relationship side of it because for me, that's been the biggest impact in my business and my life, as we'll discuss in just a second. Um, But okay, so I think about the direction that I want to go in, you know, saying to myself, like, I want to grow this membership. All right. Like, I know, again, based on the learning that I've done and the conversations that I've had and just you know, picking things up as I go along that in order to grow a membership, you've just got to have a bigger audience. You know what I mean? Like a membership, as unsexy as it sounds, like it really is a numbers game. You know, the bigger your audience, the bigger and well, the better your sales strategy, but the bigger your audience, the bigger your membership's going to be. I look at people like PewDiePie, you know what I mean? Literally mentioning it once in every single video. I'm pretty sure he has like a million members in his membership, but he also has like bazillion subscribers. I don't know exactly how many, maybe a hundred million, hundred million. I don't know. That sounds like a lot. Anyway, Um, And so it really is like one of those things, like a lot of the times, like, yeah, there is these kind of like particular conversion rates that apply. And so I know that growing my audience. So then for me, it's like, okay, how do I follow my fun to grow my audience? Well, and and this is the thing, this is where the content conversation comes in. And we're going to come back to this in just a second. But I know one of my priorities is growing my membership so I can do the events, so I can bring people together, et cetera, et cetera. And I know in order to grow the membership, I have to grow my audience. And so I know in order to grow my audience, I have to be focusing on collaboration and content creation, right? The two primary aspects of of growing your audience. For a long time, that felt really good to do with reels. And that doesn't feel good for me anymore because I'm following fun. I'm following what feels good. What feels good at the moment is prioritizing this podcast and bringing my YouTube channel back, as I mentioned in the beginning. I want to give a more practical example as well. So that's that's kind of like how I'm focusing on, on just following the fun, following what feels good and going in the general direction towards the goal. I'm not sitting here saying, 
I need to upload, you know, X videos a week. I know that. Like, I know that. I know I need to probably upload a video a week, a podcast a week, you know, post every day or so on Instagram. Like, I know that. I don't need to sit here and write it down and create this ultra, ultra strict plan for myself around around that, that concept. Like I know, I know and I can iterate that I need to grow my audience, right? That's just like, that's the primary, primary focus because that ultimately leads to my bigger goal of growing my membership, right? But then there are some other things as well where it, it hasn't even been that clear. You know, a lot of people ask me how I lost lost weight. Like I had lost, like I've been able to maintain it for, for quite a long time now, but towards, so from 2000 and the end of 2020 um, till probably, I don't know, yeah, so maybe the end of 2020 till maybe like March, April 2021, I did lose 10 kilos. Like I lost 10 kilos. And I didn't sit there and say, I need to lose 10 kilos. I knew that I needed to lose weight, right? I did. I, I had gained a lot of weight from the emotional stress of my situation at the end of 2020. If you don't know it, um, I've got a video about it on YouTube, but I don't want to go into that right now. But like, yeah, like the emotional stress that I'd been in from a situation that had gone on for a little while, I'd gained a lot of weight. Well, not a lot of weight, like, and I absolutely am not saying I was like um, overweight or anything like that. But for me and for where my body thrives and my own personal equilibrium, I just knew I wasn't where I, I felt comfortable or, or I needed to be for the type of sport that I do anyway as well, which is Muay Thai. Um, so I know I needed to kind of lose weight and I didn't sit there and write, I want to lose X amount of kilos or I want to work out X amount of times a week. I just knew that the more I worked out and the healthier I ate, the easier it was going to be. And that's what I focused on. I focused on, I know what I kind of need to do here. So how can I make it as easy as possible for myself to do the things that I know are going to achieve the result? And so I did. I just worked out more. Like I just went to more Muay Thai. I just ate a bit better. I just focused a little bit on my like portion sizes and stuff like that. But my pursuit wasn't like, how can I over strategize about this list of very specific things? It was more about how can I conceptually understand what I need to do and try to find ways each and every single day to make it as easy and as fun as possible for me to do the things that I know I need to do in order to get the result that I want. So that was understanding the more I moved, the more I was going to get into shape. And so then finding ways to have fun moving. Like some days it was going to Muay Thai. I did do a lot of Muay Thai at, at that time. And finding ways, like I started running and just going on hikes and like doing more adventurous stuff, doing a lot more motocross at the time. So it was just like, that was it. Like I didn't write down these specific lists. I just moved more. And it wasn't about having this ultra specific restricting strategy to getting there. It was literally understanding the bare minimum of what I needed to do, which was move my body and then finding ways every single day to pivot towards what is going to feel good when it comes to moving my body in this particular day. And then that's the same way that it's going to look for growing my membership, which is one of my biggest goals at the moment. I know in order to grow my membership, I have to grow my audience. I said that. And so rather than being like, I need to post X amount of reels every single day and then just getting so hyper fixated on that or even worse off writing out some variable goal, like I want to grow my Instagram by 10,000 followers in the next three months. Like how the fuck do I know if that's going to happen or not? I don't and I can't control it. All I can control is I know the more quality, entertaining and valuable content I put out into the world, 
the more likely I have a chance of growing my audience. I don't have an attachment to a particular goal, but I know the pursuit of getting to my my vision of my membership growth is going to come through my content strategy or my the content that I put out in the world. And so this is where the content conversation comes into it because this also comes down to you listening to your intuition and following what feels simple and fun. For a long time, it felt really fun for me to create reels and it was working. My audience was growing, people were finding me, people were converting into my products. But honestly, like I will be totally honest, the last month or so, I felt myself as both a creator and a consumer really bored by reels. Like I feel like I'm not getting as much value. I don't feel as connected to the creator. I know when I find people on reels, I might like them aesthetically, but I find myself bookmarking content more than I actually do following people. You know, it's like, yeah, this individual reel is nice and I like this aesthetic, but I'm not feeling necessarily connected to the creator as much. Um, And then I thought about, well, what's my current consumer behavior? How have I found people that I'm really respecting, I'm not saying I don't respect people on Reels, but that I'm really like respecting their expertise and I'm watching their content more in depth. And if they were to launch something, I'm likely to buy something. There's three creators that I'm really following at the moment. One, Iris Daly from, um, like she's from TikTok, but she does, I've actually been following her on YouTube, even though her YouTube's not that big. Um, and then Hitomi, I don't know how to say her last name. I've been following her for a while, but I've come back to her content. Maybe I'm just in more of a spiritual state. And then Colin and Samia, I talk about them all the time. They're literally my favorite YouTube channel. If they launched a course on content creation, I would buy it. I would pay double for it, in all honesty, because I highly, highly value their expertise. And I find that I'm not getting that from reels you know i'm not getting that from any of the creators i'm only i'm i I see reels more as pinterest you know what i mean that that this is this makes me feel good this is nice this is an aesthetic but i just even the ones that are delivering high high value i'm still not connecting with them with the same way that i would with a podcast or with a youtube channel so for me of course i'm starting to podcast more and and youtube more but this could change. Maybe Instagram changes a little bit and they increase the length of reels like TikTok is now doing. And then maybe there's more opportunity to add more value or maybe there's a different format that comes out. Things are always ebbing and flowing and changing. You are always ebbing and flowing and changing. So to say that one strategy is going to sustain you all the way to your goals without making any intentional iterations along the way, to me seems absolutely ludicrous because what it feels like is that you're constricting yourself and then you're just trying to stick to something for the sake of it because what you said you were going to. And then ultimately I feel that this is where so many people end up getting burnt out. I feel like having a more flexible approach to the journey and to the strategy of getting to your vague direction, if you are someone who has struggled with goals, again, everyone's different. There is no blanket solution to this particular issue of goal setting and personal achievement. It's all about experimentation. It's all about understanding yourself, being self-aware and reflecting on what has worked in the past. Because where all this has come from for me was thinking about my past. What has worked? What has got me to the point where I've been able to make, you know, multiple six figures year on year on year while launching things and selling things that just intuitively feel good and then not doing the things that don't feel good. How did I grow my YouTube channel? How did I grow my Instagram? But just following what feels good. How did I lose weight? How did I, you know, find my dream person? But just like following what feels good, like having a vague direction of what I want for my life and taking feel good actions to get there. That works for me. That has been the thing that works for me. And now that I understand that, I can more intentionally do it. 
But maybe you are someone. Maybe you are someone who's like, nah, I like to write down specifically what I want to achieve and I like to be able to iterate. Uh, sorry, I like to be able to come up with a strategy and just like, you know, motivate myself or inspire myself or have the discipline to stick to that. You know what I mean? I, if I say I want to grow my muscle mass by X amount, every time I talk about fitness like this, I'm like, I sound so naive. But anyway, whatever, I'm going with this analogy. Uh, I want to grow my muscle mass by X amount and I know in order to do that, I need to lift you know, weights four times a week and, and do this and stuff like that. And that kind of ultra militant approach works for you. If that feels good, not just if it works, but if that feels good for you, great, do it. I know people like that who are thriving and happy. But if you're someone who continues to write the to-do list or well, not the to-do list, sorry, the goals list over and over and over again, maybe a different approach is in order. Maybe trying to do something a little bit more flexible, a little bit more variable, a little bit more intuitive, a little bit more flowy. Try that. See if that works for you, provided that you're always moving forward. Like that's the biggest thing. You know, a lot of our personal satisfaction and our pride in ourselves, which pride, feeling proud of yourself is ultimately the, the general foundation for becoming the coolest person you know. Becoming the coolest person you know isn't doing cool things. It's feeling like you're cool for the things that you do. You know, being proud of yourself for the things that you do. So becoming the coolest person you know is all built on the foundation of being proud of yourself. So as long as you are moving forward and taking action and feeling good and feeling fulfilled and having a purpose and having passion and having fun and a zest for life, like that's going to get you somewhere. And if that vaguely goes in the direction of the vision that you have for your life, that's incredible as well. All right. That is it for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. So I, yeah, started this conversation on my YouTube video, my vlog, which is going to be out very shortly. I'm going to just put this podcast episode up right now because why not? Um, so if you're listening to it live, then the YouTube video will be out tomorrow. If you're not listening to it live, then the YouTube video will already be out. It's my first one back in six months. Holy shit. I'm nervous, kind of, but not really. Um... Also, if you did want to join the membership, I would absolutely love to see you in there. I love that space so much. So it really is built on a foundation of community content and coaching. So the community in the Facebook group, we are trying to find a new platform for that. So if anyone has any suggestions, let me know. Um, but you know, we do challenges. We have conversations in there. We have a monthly live Zoom coaching session, as well as a new masterclass goes live every single month with topics such as money mindset. This month's masterclass is all about memberships and community growth. We had productivity, action taking, developing your product. There are so many different masterclasses in there. It's awesome. All right, that is it for me. I love you. I hope you have the most amazing day. Thank you for listening to me ramble for such a long time. And I will see you really soon. Whoa, that was Harvey just hitting his head on the table. All right, I gotta go. I love you. Bye.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.